0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, May 18th. The Dance of Dreams, Experience and Scripture, Part 1. Today's scripture reading is found in Acts chapter 10, verses 1-8 through 8, from the Message Translation, which reads... There was a man named Cornelius who lived in Caesarea, captain of the Italian guard stationed there. He was a thoroughly good man. He had led everyone in his house to live worshipfully before God, was always helping people in need, and had the habit of prayer. One day, about three o'clock in the afternoon, he had a vision. An angel of God, as real as his next-door neighbor, came in and said, Cornelius, Cornelius stared hard, wondering if he was seeing things. Then he said, What do you want, sir? The angel said, Your prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. Here's what you are to do send men to Joppa and get Simon, the one everyone calls Peter. He is staying with Simon the tanner, whose house is down by the sea. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two servants and one particularly devout soldier from the guard. He went over with them in great detail everything that had just happened, and then sent them off to Joppa. This is God's Word. So how does this whole business of dreams and visions actually, practically, work? And how does this relate to Scripture? How are dreams and visions and scriptures supposed to interact? I would call it a dance. Of course I would. It is a dance of dreams, experience, and scripture, each playing off the other, now one taking the lead, then the other, somewhat like the improv of a jazz ensemble as opposed to the more structured performance of a scripted symphony. Cornelius had a vision of Peter, while Peter had a vision of Cornelius. That's how Mark Batterson put it in that quote from his book Whisper that we visited yesterday. God had been telegraphing this for some time, like at least all the way back to God's original promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, that through Abraham and his offspring, all the tribes of the earth would be blessed. This was different. Blessings within one's tribe, by one's tribal deity or deities, this was the norm which is why tribes so jealously guarded their deities. See, some things never change. But this was blessing from the deity through your tribe to all other tribes on the planet. I can see Abraham shaking his head saying, I don't know what that means along with his descendants who naturally formed a tribe that was essentially walled off from all the other tribes of the earth through a foundational rite of passage, circumcision. Circumcision meant you were in. Uncircumcision meant you were out. And God's the one who gave them the idea, the rite of passage intended to mark them off as having a special relationship with God that would result in them ultimately fulfilling their purpose of all the tribes of the earth being blessed through them. Unfortunately, the rite had the overall effect of turning them inward rather than outward, which is often what happens with our rites and rituals. So how to turn them outward? A new revelation from a mountain? A new prophetic scroll? A divine hand writing on the wall? Or how about a couple of burning bushes? No. God chose to make one of the most significant pivots in all of church history through a dream. Imagine that, a dream, two waking dreams to be precise. One of them repeated three times in quick succession, demonstrating that dreams sometimes have a bit of work to do in gaining a hearing, especially when confronting a centuries-old wall of ingrained practice and prejudice. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That's the second dream, and that's tomorrow. Sit with that first dream in today's reading a bit longer. That dream that the outsider had, the pagan, the Roman, the occupier from the people of iron, as the First Nations translation would put it. Yeah, sit with this one for a bit longer first and ponder the fact that God connected with him through a waking dream in the first place. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, have you ever had a waking dream like Cornelius did? What did you see and what did you do with that experience? What do you make of Cornelius' waking dream, a.k.a. vision? What significance do you see in it? Lord, you give sleep to those you love and often in our sleep, Dreams, Indeed, what dreams may come if I but have the wits to see and hear and enter them? Give me trust in you to fill my dreams and speak even as I sleep or as I daydream when I'm wide awake. Let me not fear your movements in the night as you tell all the truth but tell it slant through visions and dreams. Let me not seek them but you. But let me also not be surprised when so you speak to and through me in a vision, in a dream, even through a dream within a dream. Through your mercies.